The left wing's coverage of the Carlo Football Championships is brought to you in association with Talbot Fitness Carlo, Connolly's Top Line Bagnestown, Scats Bouncing Castles, J&J Services Tullow, Seamus Bourne Electrical, your number one for pitch floodlighting installation, Milano's Takeaway Bagnestown, PFT Travel, the Arboretum Garden Centre, Railwheel Unlimited, Art Spas and Carlo Electrical Services. Yes, hello and welcome along. It is football season once more in the Carlo Championships. The hurling is done and dusted and an interesting final we had too. An interesting set of finals the week before last, but there is no rest for the week and we are straight back into the action in terms of the big ball code. And the big ball code is always a little bit trickier to cover from the left wing back's point of view. Obviously, there's a lot more teams that have first teams in the first three grades in particular and all are as important as the rest. So trying to get around to everything is not always easy, but we will do our best to bring you top-class coverage, as always, throughout the Carlo Football Championships. So, we're going to start off here on a, a light note. <laughs> and, uh, we have the Ireland Senior Football Manager, Steve O'Mara, with us. Steve-O, you're very welcome on the show. How's things, boss? Not so bad, Kevin. How are you keeping? Ash, look, we're, we're grand. I suppose we, we better address the elephant in the room straight away, because, uh, interestingly enough, the first episode of the Harland show we did had a bit of talk about football. Um, Tin Ireland involved, of course, Airog involved, a league final, a lot of talk going around over the past couple of months, still a lot of talk going around. So you've gone and touched the one. You want to come on and basically kind of put things right. And we're grateful to have you on. You're going to have a chat with us about the championships, of course, as well. But where where do we start with this? Where are you at with this at the minute? And how is it going on so long? I suppose, look, the, the key point as well, as, as we said in the dressing room on Tuesday, you know, it's over now till at least after championship. Um, we're, we're, that's where the focus is now. And look, uh, probably key to the whole point for me is personally, like, I don't really, I'm not that pushed on leagues. You know, I grew up at the, at the risk of sounding arrogant. I grew up in a club that were winning senior championships in Dublin and getting to Leinster, got to a Leinster final in 96. Um, we, we didn't kind of regard leagues uh, and suppose the whole thing for me was never about winning the league um but it, it's over for now i suppose look to to go back it, it, I, our hope would still be that the league final will be played after the championship obviously look you know uh, a lot of the good maybe got out of it then but look in dublin when i grew up playing the league final was always after the championship final anyway so Maybe it's just a case of re recalibrating the brain. And there's no guarantee as things stand, uh, the league has been awarded to our oak, but that that's pending a, a, an appeal from our from our end. So that's where it is at the moment, I suppose, in, in terms of where it's where it's started and come from, I suppose that's that's a, a bigger story, mm. most of which I won't get into because there are cases pending and and I can't, uh, which possibly alludes to maybe a slightly one-sided version uh, with a few possible mistruths in there that, that have floated around the county for the for the last couple of months. Okay, well, look, there's obviously a lot in that, and I, I could ask two or three follow-up questions in this particular <laughs> moment. But I'll probably get to ask them all anyway. But, I mean, you mentioned about the league not having a particular, not to say it doesn't have a particular importance, but a secondary importance is probably the, the best way of putting it because championship will always be number one. So why then, I suppose, has this become such a thing is it a matter of principle or or where you know what what is behind it like look it's a matter of two things really so the, the, the simple case the facts of the case and as i say there's a, it, there's a peculiar legality here and i don't want to 
getting into legal territory, uh, I've been told I shouldn't. Uh, not until all the cases are done. But the, 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 the case at hand, and I suppose, probably worth pointing out, like one of the boys was a Greg a couple of weeks ago, and uh, one of the Greg lads, he knows, says, I heard Tin Royal don't want to play the league, and they got a solicitor to get the, get the league final not played. You know, and that seems to be the perception that's gone around. Obviously, Tin Royal have engaged a solicitor, Connor Sally, from County Tyrone. Um, and with that, we're in a position that we can't really say much and haven't said a thing in 12 weeks. So definitely there's not two sides of the story. What happened, Kevin, just to clear up probably one one false rumour that has gone around the county, um, it was, and this is the case of the DRA case, which is pending, whether it constitutes a legal fixture or not. It was on the Carlo GA Twitter page. It was eight points. I don't want to call them rules because that's what's being, that's to be adjudicated on. But there was eight points put on the Twitter page in Carlo and point three and four uh, were something along the line. I don't have them in front of me. Uh, finally played June Bank holiday weekend. Uh, fixtures can't, second point four, fixtures can't be changed without the consent of both teams. Um, we never consented to putting the final back after the June Bank holiday weekend. Uh, which was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. We were aware that there was an Aero Oak wedding on the Sunday. Uh, and it was a key point that probably has been misunderstood uh, or maybe misconstrued. We offered Aero Oak to play the Thursday. Uh, I practically begged Turlock O'Brien to play the Thursday. Uh, and I did send him a message. Uh, I, I don't want to get to what Turlo said to me. It wouldn't be right. I'll only tell you what, what I sent. But again... This is evidence. There's fact. Like I have the message on my phone um, that I've sent. I did say. I did say. I thought we were being very generous offering the Thursday, according to what we saw at the time as rules and regulations. We didn't have to. We did. We also offered a Tuesday after. Um, wouldn't have been my choice because the leaving start was starting on the Wednesday. We two boys involved, but the club did offer the Tuesday. I offered a Thursday on the Monday. Um, and it wasn't accepted. Uh, and then the heel of the hunters got refixed for the Wednesday. And I did point out in my second test message back to Turlock O'Brien that I foresaw massive difficulty playing this final. Um, potentially, potentially massive difficulty uh, if it wasn't played the June Bank holiday weekend. Because we had planned for 12 weeks around the dates we were given. And the issue was um, it was refixed for the Wednesday. And we had five lads that had played the league. We're going to be missing on the Wednesday. Two were starting to leave in cert. Uh, two were flying to Thailand. The one was flying to Italy. Uh, we'd also told the entire panel to take those 10 days off. We had said, if we get to the league final, great. If we don't, we'll get a friendly that weekend. But either way, we're taking the following 10 days off. Um, two of those boys got to Thailand. We're gone for all of June. And I suppose the key moral principle for, for me, certainly, and I think it was supported by the club, and certainly by the players, and maybe come back to after, like just, explain the key the key factual point without getting into the legalities and and whatnot um for us for me personally and it was a view that was supported 100 percent by the players uh and by a vote at executive level um was we did make a, a an inquiry by phone to a member of the aero executive that week and um we were just told well, we're, we're missing two players on thursday so we can't play and for us, there was a moral principle going forward then. We weren't agreeing to a fixture in advance of a date. We knew we were missing players who had played the league. And I want to stay play the league. League wouldn't matter hugely to me. 
but there's guys there probably won't make a championship starting team. It's probably the biggest game they'd ever play. Uh, and for us, there were 17 players consistently played the league, and they would have been the 15, uh, 14 outfielders who started, and the first two subs, three subs came on. Um, and, you know, the idea for us to having offered, I mean, it was six days of that weekend were offered. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday were the actual dates. Thursday and Tuesday were offered. There were six days, and, you know, it was cancelled on the basis of a wedding. Uh, we're told that was the email we're told went in for me certainly and it was supported by i suppose all and sundry in tinner island there was a moral principle that we would then agree to fix the final on a date we knew we'd be missing players in advance and with john murphy playing hurler for nave breed there was a massive up in the air element until i suppose a few hurling games played okay a lot to a lot to chew on and to digest i suppose um I, I don't I don't know where to, to go into this next, but like you mentioned, say the the 17 players and the article obviously went out in the Nationalist had a statement which mentioned the, the 17 players then as well. And it probably lends itself into the question about holidays, which has obviously become a topic. And mm-hmm. I know you're listening into our, our podcast um, whenever we put that out at the, the start of the, the Hurling Championship. And I suppose what what do you what, what is your viewer? What was your set out in terms of a plan so you look at you look at the whole picture for the year and you say right well there are certain blocks do you say to your players guys you need to take holidays on those dates or do you say lads will you take holidays lads if you don't take holidays then you're in serious trouble getting your place and is that is that basically it just i'll give you the i'll give you the yeah and look i think that was maybe slightly misconstrued on your show before at the start of the hurling chat which i think sort of Joe, and by all accounts, there's great regard from in town and the school he teaches. So I don't want to go too hard on him, but he sort of went off and sort of there was a cloud floating out there, and he sort of followed a tangent and sort of I think insinuated a few things that were just pulled out of the sky. Uh, I don't tell anybody what they can or can't do. Uh, to give a foundation for that, we'll meet in November, December every year, and we'll go through common parameters that we want to do, and that's where it goes. And it's generally. You, you know, unanimous player-led and whatnot. Um, I don't, like, lads go on holidays all the time, but there is a pragmatics that it doesn't make sense for lads to take random holidays throughout the summer. But it does happen to an extent. But once we get the league fixtures, yes, we will say, as far as you can, can you take holidays this week? That we know that those 10 days, as much as we, as is real, like for school teachers that could take the holidays, you know, the 1st of July or the 10th of July, as much as you can, that's what we do. And as it happened this year, only only four lads actually took holidays on the on the state of dates, myself included. Um, but we had when the league fixtures came out, we said we would take a week. Well, not go and do what you want, but we had said we would take we would take that week and until the Thursday or Friday the following week off. We'd also set out, uh, I think it was July the 9th to July the sixteenth, as we said, if you can take holidays that week. Or July the sixth, I think. July sixth to July sixteenth. If you can take holidays in there, take them. But mm-hmm. obviously, like that's not when everybody does take their holidays. But I would have been aware of two players since January going to th- going to Thailand uh, in June, and we did say, "Well, look, do what you want." But if you can tie it, it would, you know, after the league, it would make sense to be twelve weeks there. If you go away for four weeks, then it's the best time to take them. But there's no, there's certainly no element to me telling lads 
what they have to do or where they have to go. And like, even sometimes lads would be telling me I'm coming back from a wedding for training. Like, like, would you ever stop? Would you stay and go to your wedding and enjoy yourself? We'll see you Sunday. Do you know what I mean? If you're fit on Sunday, do you know what I mean? So look, that's it. We, yeah, we, we try and put them in. Now we do have fairly rigid, and again, it's player led. Uh, we do have fairly rigid um, parameters on the weeks coming to the championship. 100%. Now we say that still one or two lads have been away, but broadly speaking, we do expect that if you're not injured, that certainly the Fortnite Open Championship, um, unless there's absolutely no way around it. Um, but that, not to take holidays, but the point I want to make is this was never, the, 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 the misperception I think out there was that this was Stephen O'Mara. And it is one thing I want to address Stephen O'Mara flying solo is a term I've heard thrown around the county and nothing could be further from the truth uh, and there was kind of a perception I think of a, dicta- a dictatorial fella that told the players they couldn't play the final because I didn't have all my players it's completely the opposite it's like that's a tight group and anyone who's around that group knows it's a tight group like they're all good boys they're you know and I'd go to the trenches with those boys and for those boys and for me I would have felt I was selling those lads out if we had agreed to play on that Wednesday with five lads, two doing the leaving there, three gone on planes. I would have felt, uh, and I do, I would have felt I was selling them out. I asked five senior players. They all said no way. Uh, sorry, five senior players and one younger player. They all said no way. Uh, it was voted on. Anything significant was voted on by the executive. Uh, I'll have you know. Um, mm. So there's all that. But one thing we did do when it came back, when a fixture came back on June 25th, I don't want to get into that because there was, Look, there's interpretation I don't want to get into, uh, and I, uh, as as I say, and as I, you know, as I say to people, like I could up sticks and leave Carlo tomorrow, and I don't have to deal with any of the aftermath. I'd be, I would have very high ethical standards that I don't come in, light a fire, and then bail. Um, I would always ask the question, what does you know, does this leave? Am I creating problems in the long term for Tinner Island, for Carlo? It is a question I would ask myself. Um, you know, so. Th- this wasn't a case of me leading anything. I'm, a, I'm the football manager, sorry. Lead, yes, but uh, flying solo, absolutely not. And there was a story going around Carlo um, that I had been contacting the county board myself. And I just want to say categorically here and now, uh, the only member of the CCC I've ever had any contact with phone uh, or email was Sean Campion when I was appointed Carlo football coach in late 2019. Uh, and if if there's a record of any contact I've made with anybody since that, they're absolutely welcome to publish it because I can assure you it doesn't exist. Yeah, uh, it's it's a meaty way to start this um, football championship coverage. I have to, I have to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, like, I, I, I'm, glad I'm, glad, I'm glad, and I will in a second. But there's a few more bits and pieces I want to ask you. Like, I mean, I think it's interesting. You know, you said you you took your your holidays yourself in that. Uh, period because if you all of a sudden choose to take holidays different to the players then that what does that create I mean there was something I was going to ask when did you take yours and um, would you have been fearful of a double standards approach whether you know where you're there I suppose saying right this is when you're going next thing you're not but sure how like all that's obviously a thought process ah no listen again you know I do and I don't this this isn't a slight but if I had a fixture list in if we had a championship fixture list, a league fixture list, and everything in January, like I'd have a timetable for the entire year, but we don't. 
Um, but we do it as far out as we possibly can. But like, there's no double standard. The first thing is like, I'll take one week's holidays, um, and I won't miss a single training session apart from that unless there's an illness or an emergency. And even I took my holidays this year, uh, in, because there were so few lads, took that week off. We ended up playing a friendly, uh, and I actually took my holidays in a campsite in Old Castle, and we were playing Kells that week. So I actually only missed one training session uh, through the whole thing. But no, there's there, there, there's there's yeah, look, from my point of view, I don't miss training. I don't miss matches. Um, you know, I, I'll take that week's holiday. This year, it was one day I missed because uh, I did take holidays 20 minutes from where we were playing a friendly in Meath. Uh, I'm on holidays now. Uh, holidays, I, I'm camped out in the North Valley uh, in Kilkenny. I'm shooting here from Kells in, in Kilkenny, or you're shooting. Um, look, these are professional players. These are amateurs. They're here to enjoy us. You know, something Gary Boyle, who would have brought me into Donegal, always asks was great he said, what's your why why are you doing this and as i always say you're in a dressing room you maybe think that everybody's there for the same reason as you and i realized fairly young playing senior football hurling that some lads are there because it's a hobby some lads are there because they've got an inner drive to win senior championships some lads are there because they wouldn't know what to do if they weren't there we're all there for different reasons. We're amateurs. And I had this conversation with a guy last year that probably wasn't towing the line. And I made the point that says, senior football is a life choice. It says, like Ballyboden, Kilmacook, Croaks, clubs like that in Dublin, their intermediate teams are full of senior standard footballers who don't want that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. They don't want three nights on the field, two, three nights at the gym at certain times of the year. Can't go out on Fridays, wives, girlfriends, no Fridays, no Saturdays, all that. It's a lifestyle. I mean, people from outside Ireland don't really get it, and maybe they're maybe we're the bad ones. Um, but there are certain if you want to be serious and you want to compete, there are certain you know parameters. The more I could organize things that maximize the efficiency, the better. But these are amateurs, you know. Mm. We as I as as um is the Brendan Hennessy and KCLR always has a good laugh about like we go we go back to Tidder Island win or lose and have points after championship matches. Uh, we organise social events like you've got to enjoy it. But ultimately, we don't want to go out and get tankins against teams that are doing things to a certain level. Um, so we do to we do things as reasonably professionally as we can within the context. It's it's an amateur game, and you know, holidays. Some lads can organise holidays around, and some lads can't. The more we can mm. streamline it. But it's 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 a choice. It's a choice, and there's yeah. no. And even one of the boys that listen, there's, we we played Kyle and Aaron last Tuesday. There was, I think we twenty six lads, and like any one of them genuinely could start a championship or come on in championship. And you're kind of you're, you're sitting there thinking, and one of the boys was had a wedding on the Friday, and or the f- previous week we played was it Castletown? I think we played on the Friday, and uh, so no, I want to come back and play that game, Steve. I says, I says, listen to me. Go to your wedding. No, no. And as, I know what you're saying to me. I know you're afraid someone's going to come in and take your position and you're going to be out in the championship team. We've a game next Tuesday. You would have only be playing two forty minutes. You're playing 60 minutes next Tuesday. Then when you go to your wedding and enjoy yourself. Do you know what I mean? So look, it's... But lads as well. Lads aren't stupid as well. Like, just the, the laws of economics. You could get a... You could get a head cold, miss a game. Some guy comes in, takes your position and you're gone. And lads know that as well. That's just... That's not anyone's outlook. That's just the way... Mm. The world works. Happened to me one year. Senior hurling got a cold, missed a week. Young lad came in. I didn't get me sitting on the bench for the year. That's mm. that's life. Yeah. Last question on this then. So the seventeen guys, how do they feel? How hard is it to keep them on board then, knowing that they're probably only going to play the league? And when you put this sort of system in place, their player will say, 
I don't know, player 22, 3, 4, and 5 that... I know you said 26 and there's a possibility of them yeah. playing, but by and large, there's a few that most likely are going to see little time. How do you keep them on board, get them I, to take the same leave while seeing a common purpose? Like, I, I think, to be honest with you, it's the biggest challenge. Uh, now, say 17, just the way things ran, like we have a panel at 30, which is down to 27 with injuries now with lads who won't be available for championship. Uh, but between one thing and another, lad, the lads missed elements of the league or weren't back till May or June and whatnot. But I, I think it's the biggest challenge in club management is how do you keep, you know, more than 21, 22 lads interested. Um, and to be honest with you, probably, I'm probably fortunate in that regard that, look, and maybe, maybe the other managers would say differently. Uh, I'd have a good sense of maybe what a first 15 in Radvili has got to be, what a first 15 in Pal has got to be, or fairly close anyway. Era mm. Oak, maybe a bit more, you know, Rangers, hard to see how they would change too much from what they had last year. Uh, we literally, like, I don't know who's playing next week, and that's the truth. And uh, that probably sounds like, yeah, Steve's doing the, the diplomatic angle for the players, but the players know it. There's literally nothing between three mm. or four positions. So I think in our case, maybe a better question to ask me next Monday when seven lads are sat on the bench for the game against mm. Rangers. It is the biggest thing, but look, we've given loads of games. We've got loads of games, good games, played mm. good teams in Dublin, good teams in Meath, uh, Castletown, Kyle Lairn and Wex. We've played really good friends. We've got loads. I, I would prefer two weeks on, two weeks off, football hurling. More mm. as a player centre thing that you get a niggle and you don't miss three games because they're in the space of 15 days. Um, but I don't mind the 12 weeks off because we get to play loads of games and we get to play everybody. So there's no shortage mm. of football for these boys. The lads are all playing. Like there's weeks we play two games. Uh, yeah. Nearly put out two different teams on a Tuesday and a Friday or played some last for 45 minutes. So look, for us, because we probably have... Uh, there's so little probably between. I suppose every team has their top maybe three or four players, but there's so little between maybe number seven to number 27. Um, they've all got game time. Obviously, look, come championship, maybe. It, it's a it's a, it's a it's a tougher job maybe when one or two lads haven't played if they haven't played any of the first two games. But look, at that stage, you just hope. Uh, as I say, it's not professional. It's not They're not playing for their country. You hope that you know, there's enough whatever, whether it's loyalty to the, to the club or just loyalty, you know, an attitude, well, I'm in for the year, mm. I'm not going to throw the toys out of the pram. Uh, I mean, I'd be the first to say, if I was on a senior football setup doing the training and I wasn't getting game time, I probably wouldn't stay involved for more than a year or two. You know, it's just too much to give. So, I have huge regard for lads that do, but, yeah, I suppose the way it's gone for us, I don't think lads know who is going to be playing mm. ball next week yet. And they won't know until probably Thursday, Friday night, so. In that yeah. regard, it keeps it easier for me. But it is the biggest challenge in, in club football hurling management. There are no two ways about it, Kevin. Yeah. I, I have to ask you about your relationship with, with Thurlow, Steve. I mean, Thurlow was involved, obviously, um, in bringing you into the setup with the county. Am I right in saying that? You would have had a say. Yeah, anyway. absolutely, yeah. So now you've got this going on. There's obviously going to be animosity. Are you, uh, are you disappointed or would you have a bit of... Um, would you have, like, a kind of an understanding from, from his point of view in relation to that weekend with the intricacies of how close the situation was to his heart off the field as well. And do you feel the relationship maybe has changed now as a result of that? And if, if so, like, what way do you feel about Look, it? I wasn't expecting to ask me that. Uh, I, I don't mind asking. Happen on this show. Uh, no, I don't mind <laughs> asking, Kevin. I told you, ask me what you want. I said that. Yeah, I, I'm a, uh, I, that's my feeling on democracy and whatnot. Ask what you want. I don't really want to get into it. Myself and Turlo, you know, 
we would have been good enough friends, not best friends, but like I'd, I'd have huge, I'd have huge loyalty to Turlow in the sense that I was a bit of a wild card to be pulled in as an intercounty coach. Mm. Uh, I'd have a huge loyalty to, and then obviously you have that in the CV. You know, you're kind of upped up the ladder very quickly like i hadn't done a huge amount and turlow brought me in uh and i'd always say you know turlow messaged me as a journalist in 2017 to compliment me on how well i understood what they had been trying to do against dublin so look turlow's died in the wool air og uh i felt maybe the line was crossed a little bit and we weren't backing down um you know even when turlow hurley got the tinner island job first one to when rumors were around it wasn't even announced you know the heard you're coming back to you're, we're going to keep you in carlo ga great so look turlow turlow's air oak to the car i suppose at this stage even beyond me the double the outside i'm tinner island to the car i would hope i would hope i haven't spoken to turlow i mean i did ring him with a few texts over the back uh i did ring him to, at, at the start of all he didn't ring me back it's texted emailed so i don't know listen i uh I, I'd have used loyalty to Turlow in that regard. Um, hopefully, look, if if we end up, hopefully we do play. It means we get out of a group or maybe the semi-finals. So hopefully we do play. And look, hopefully we can put it all behind us and, you know, move, mm. maybe even for a league final in, in October, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because obviously, look, I everyone involved in this from a management point of view, I'd, I'd know reasonably well. I'd like to feel like, I'd like to say and think that and feel that I do. Like, I'd know you quite well. Turlow and Tommy have both been guests on this podcast several times before. Um, and then they went off and got back involved in management and uh, left me high and dry. But if I didn't want to mess, I would have said that. But like, I will give them the right reply to to some of the stuff maybe that you said as well because that's just the oh, way absolutely. Way. And listen, it's what works. And I'd hate to see like at the end of the day, it is a game of football, and sure, you'd hate to see anyone falling out over picking yeah, football when no. there's so much other shit going on in life too. You know? Yeah. No. Look, it 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 is it is only football and. You know, look, there probably was, as I say, and it's absolutely not Turlow. There was, you know, I have heard a common name has attached to Stephen O'Mara flew solo, which is disappointing. Um, and I suppose from my end, it's not somebody I know. Uh, it's just a name that has come back. I suppose three different people from three different clubs and three different parts of the county have all said back to me. Joe Bloggs said Stephen O'Mara did A, B, and C, and it's completely untrue. You know, it'd be hard not to have an animosity towards that. Um, I did seek legal advice on it. I'll tell you that straight up. Um, won't go any further than that. Uh, but none of that came from Turlow. Uh, so look, you you know, as I say, look, we're we're once the first ball is thrown in in championship, um, this will probably be forgotten. Um, mm-hmm. I suppose yeah. probably why I was keen to talk to you today. Because it will be forgotten, and as I say, there are a lot of misperceptions out there that I think aren't true. As I say, I was particularly disappointed by the fact that it had become so, you know, spread. Rumors about me personally had spread like wildfire. Uh, now I will tell you straight up: the solicitor did say to me, "Look, defamation on that. It, it'd be hard to judge that your character has been lessened by it. I would feel it has been, but trying to prove that in the court of law would be another thing. I was personally really, I am personally really disappointed by that." Um, but as I say, that's an individual I've never met. I had to Google him to see what he looked like. Uh, ran into his house since, funnily, and he looked the other way. Um, but yeah, listen, that's that's an individual I don't know. I don't care about him. Um, I would like that if people hear that from him again, they would pull him up on it and ask him to produce the 
evidence or say which individual I suppose have contacted. Um, mm-hmm. that's that, that's disappointing, definitely disappointing. But mm-hmm. listen, outside of that, we play championship. But it's how you know, listen, first there, oh, get up with the championship quarter final or semi final, or say it would be great if we were in a final. Uh, this will all be forgotten. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, with all the popcorn, with all the popcorn. <laughs> Anyway, I, you mentioned championship. I, I promised you yes. about 15 minutes ago I'd talk about it. And sure, it is starting this week, so you better talk about it a little yes. bit. Yes. Um, what do you make of the narrative that Tenryland have a handy group? Um, look, to look at it from a mathematical point of view, the bookies have three standout favourites. Uh, and we're not in the group with any of them. That's looking at it purely mathematically. A point I will make, I'll bore, bore life out of you now for a minute. I'm not a fan of three going through it of a group. Uh, I said it since mm-hmm. day one. Yeah, sorry, as a manager, my first year, I was a big fan of it because it gave me a bit of. I've got the P45 uh, with Air Og and Pal in the same group, and we, we lost the first game to Pal. I was a big fan of it that year. Uh, yeah. it's, it's great for management longevity. Um, because you, you can go third and get knocked out of a quarter final, which is the same as getting knocked out of a, a, a first round group in Dublin. Uh, but on the whole, I, I'd be a fan of two going through. Uh, big debate. and the, the national uh, all Ireland this year. Um, the mathematical principle of three going through is your best four teams according to results. I mean, Air Og weren't in the semi last year, but I don't think anyone would say they're not one of the best four teams. Uh, according to results, the best four teams get into the semi final because you have two seeded finalists. Um, then three go through, so it doesn't actually matter if 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 the if there's a if there's a, a soft side, you're only flipping because if if you don't top the, if you don't top our group now, whoever comes second and third, you know, are playing second and third from a group with Air Ograd, Vili, Palo, Lachlan. Obviously, the O'Loughlin will be considered underdogs in all of those three games. So, like, if we go out on Sunday and lose to Rangers, the likelihood is we're playing Air O'Palo, Radvili in the quarters if we get through. Mm. If we had got the Pal group with Air Ogan, Radvili, okay, much harder to top it. But you're ended up playing one of the teams you're in the group in the quarter. So mathematically, it actually mm. doesn't matter. I was reasonably disinterested in the group um, or in the draw. Everybody else very excited about it. If there's two teams going through, you'd be very interested in the draw. doesn't actually matter. It just flips it uh, upside down what way you have to go. But you say that again, like, correct me if I'm wrong, have Rangers been in four of the last five senior football semis? Uh, is you're not, you're not three of the last five. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, so uh, yeah, so Rangers played he obviously last year, they played Airog in the previous two 19. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah, you're not too far out no, because they played so, Pal in the replay in one of them yeah. back in, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I do think I still think there's a great uh kind of mystique about Rangers in Carlo, and I love it. I think they're brilliant. Uh, I think that five players could be playing senior football for Carlo. Uh, I think Fake Fitzpatrick is one of the top probably two all-round footballers in Carlo. He's phenomenal. I don't think the Carlo football fraternity realises just how good he is. Uh, I want to say the second, one of the top two, uh, offensively and defensively, he's brilliant. Mm. Maybe one or two lads a bit better offensively, but defensively he's brilliant. Um, they, you know, they've, uh, you know, Chris Nola could be playing county football. Uh, Ed Bourne probably could. Um, Donna Murphy wouldn't be far off if they had uh, Gary... The wing back Gary that got Gary. injured against us last year was on the county Gary football Gary, yeah. team, yeah. Uh, and I've lost right the centre back. The you know they, they've oh. savage footballers, mm-hmm. um, and they're uh, obviously look. 
I might throw a few euros behind the bar and Boris on Friday night. I'd love to, I'd love them to continue their their well deserved uh, senior hurling championship celebrations. But listen, that's for for us. That's that's a huge game because like if you lose that, like you're you're trying to you're looking to get out of the group A and there'll be all sorts of who beats who and head to heads and la 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 la. And then you are you're you're into at best probably a quarter final against probably one of the bookies' favourites. So. Um, yeah, it'll be an interesting Sunday. Yeah, uh, and just to go down through it, um, because like they, they seldom are too far. I think with, with Carlo, they tend to get it wrong a little bit. I don't know what that is because they get Rangers two to one outsiders in the hurling final, which was never the case. It was crazy. But as it stands, Erog are six to four on Hall fifteen to eight, Rafili eleven to two, Bidenstown eight to one, Tinryland ten to one. The thing is, like. Um, it's it's probably unfortunate in the sense that you're here for the first episode because I was going to go in next door to John, John Kenny, Jamie, Tomas's brother, and stick a pal jersey up here behind me because the slate and we got for just being honest and a, a, apparently writing off Paladine last year was unbelievable. So what I've decided to do for this year is I'm going to tip Pal in every game. And <laughs> if I'm wrong in every game, that's fine. But at least uh, at least I won't have them given out given out to me and uh what do you call it um having having a pop and you're trying to have a pint over christmas and you all say that but anyway we'll leave that to one side we'll leave that to one side for now um i think you made some interesting points on on rangers um yeah i mean they're a team that would frustrate me an awful loss because you know what's they frustrate half a car because you know what's in them like donna murphy scored nine points from midfield from play in a minor final a few years ago serious talent they've got the players we know that like um but just looking at the odds, and I brought Pal up there for, for a few different reasons. Like, do the bookies know that Pal, I suppose, are are down a few at the start? That's what I. What well, I they, they don't, and I, I'm actually reasonably au fait with how these things work, um, for a couple of reasons, um, and I I I fully understand that intercounty football, and it always sorts of add, adds up. But the back of these things is Elo rankings. Uh, which there be an automated system. I think it's in Dubai, actually, the centre where they do it. Um, what people don't know as well, although the odds do seem different on Boyles and Paddy Power at the moment, they are linked. There's a concept called arbitrage, which I believe a Dublin gambler uh, in, uh, created in the 90s. Well, it was created about him in the 90s where he went to different bookies and when the odds mm. didn't match up, he put money on both teams and different bookies and he, he apparently cleaned quarter of a million pounds before they worked out what was going on. And the day of the internet, these things are, you look at sort of, the first thing is they don't know. They don't know. Um, broadly speaking, now, every county, if I understand, does have a kind of an expert that gives a bit of lowdown. Uh, I do find um, the disparity between Air Oak, Pal and Radvili doesn't add up to me. Mm. And do, does that actuarial system in Dubai know that Radvili had a man sent off early in the second half of the semi-final last year when they were winning? No. Um, do they know that Chris Blake and fucking Owen Rooter in Australia? Like, that's yeah, well, look, well, Air Oak obviously had a lot of lads injured last year and away. Yeah. They'll probably be stronger this year. Uh, a few cracking young lads have come through as well based on the league. Um, what I would say is, I do still. This isn't being this isn't uh, being disingenuous to Air Oak. I, I think it's a great championship because I would have had a fear two years ago. I'm not doing much journalism anymore, but obviously wasn't going to write on the county I'm working in. But an article that was kind of popping into my head was, it's a game of numbers. I was looking around championships around Leinster and around the country, and you know, Port Arlington had replaced Port Leash. Nice looking like they're start going to start dominating. You know, Air Ogden won four in a row, and for all the world, looked like they might win twenty in a row. 
Um, mm-hmm. And that was a genuine. I remember my first year here and look at it. Air Oak just seemed so far ahead of the pack in some regards. And then Radvili came out and beat the county final was seen as a surprise. But then they came out and beat them again the following year. So I mean, I put it if that was inter county, and say Derry had beaten Dublin two years in a row, you wouldn't have Derry at whatever Radvili are at and Dublin at whatever Air Oak are at. But maybe the the foreign or all, there could be an element of, of of local street knowledge perception and how it goes. It with, doesn't exist. Intercounty is just actuarial templates. Uh, club mm. of a feeling there might be a mix of both. I don't know. I, I personally feel that uh, Eric Ograd, Billy and Paul, I think those three games are probably 50-50. Um, and I said it last year early on, um, and I said it from the day we played Pal in the league. I didn't know who was who. Uh, so there's a serious professionalism here. Um, mm. What do you know? Pat O'Flynn, the Kenny man, brought that to Kenny professionalism. You can just see, just see it. Because uh, look, I like to think I apply it anywhere I go, uh, in Tinner Island, or you know, I suppose you're taking intercounty templates that you've been involved in. Uh, I remember, like, the, I think the physio was there two hours before the game. The selector there an hour and forty minutes. Forty. There's a professionalism there, and there's the, the, the quality. A few good young players come come through. So I do. I I I. I I think if I was Radville or Pal, I'd be kind of sitting in the long grass. Uh, well, I'll so tell you something. Speak. It's interesting you should say that because I think all Auckland are going to get a win in that group. Well, again, old like, Lachlan, now, if I'm not mistaken, we've been in Aero Oaks group two years in a row, so I haven't seen old Lachlan play Aero Oaks in championship. Um, I suspect, like Aero Oaks, they're, they're probably man on man, probably do have the talent above and beyond everybody. Um. Hmm. If it, if it clicks on a day, uh, it'd be a big ask, I think, for old Lachlan to pimp mm. uh, Air O because of just maybe just a raw man on man around the field. Yeah, maybe. I think. Maybe. I think. Uh, I but mean, Radvili, old Lachlan have run Radvili close two or three games in the last couple mm. of championships. Very close. I think they've got three of the best footballers in the county in the two Bambricks and Aaron Ammon. I mean, Ammon's funny look, and this isn't, again, everyone has their own outlooks of football, like uh, Aaron Ammon and Eric Malloy would be two of the first boys I'd have on a Carlo team sheet. Uh, I think they're both savage footballers. They're kind of care Uncle Kenny way more than a Paul Mannion way, maybe. Uh, yeah. But they just make everything work. So look, uh, obviously Niall Roach there as well. Uh, a lot of young lads in there as well, a little nippy forward. I see them playing soccer with Vale there. So look, mm. no, I, 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 I think it would be very naive to write old Lachlan off. Um, you know, um, certainly they've, they've they've run Radvili close. I think two years, three years running. Mm. It was a dead rubber last year with a draw of Pal. Um, the concern I would say probably, um, which is largely reciprocated, is probably up top. Um, but I mean, who knows? Depending on how the whole thing pans out, like if they were to win a game, uh, it could put them through in theory. Yeah, you know, it can, it, yeah, it, it can be funny. I mean, just. Again, look, I, I wrote a quite complex article on the head-to-head thing a few years ago. Probably large, marginally favourable to it. It is funny because it can end groups before the final game where yeah. score difference wouldn't. You had Pal playing old Lachlan last year. Uh, and if it was a score difference group, the group would still have been alive. Uh, Pal would have had to have got a draw or a win to top it. Old Lachlan could have got a win to get out of relegation. Um, ultimately, I suppose the theory behind it is that Old Lachlan couldn't get from fourth to third by beating a team that were already qualified. That's probably the ultimately when you break it down, 
Um, but yeah, one win. It was like I said last year. Um, I went down to enjoy the weekend. Ball and Lebrana, you know, were they were the bookies' weakest for longest odds by a long way. I think we were twenty-five to one and seventh. Ball and Lebrana were fifty to one and eight. Uh, and I was going down kind of bonus game. Yeah, we 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 expected to win, but if we lose, it actually doesn't really make a huge deal of difference. Then era O go and draw up Agglestown. Uh, draws are unlikely in any scenario. Uh, and next thing we're going to play Ball and Brandon, knowing that if we lose, we have to be there over the next game. So our draw, you know, so it can be funny the way it can run. Uh, and mm. I haven't looked, I haven't really given thought to who's playing who first or second in that group. So I don't know what well, way it know what? Out, but it can, it can be bizarre. It can be bizarre how quickly a group can be finished with the head to head rule. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I have, I have the fixtures here in front of me, so obviously. At the weekend, you have yourselves and Rangers. That's on Sunday. Bainasana Fena is on Friday. Um, your game is 6 o'clock, I think, Steve, isn't it? Um, on Sunday. Uh, we're 6 on Sunday, yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. so Fena and Bainasana, I think, is 7.30 on, on Friday. And there's a double header on Saturday evening. Lachlan Airog is first at 6. And then after that, you have Rafili and Pal. So that, that kind of concludes round one. And the round two fixtures, Fena, Rangers, Henryland, Bainasana, Gales, uh, Pal, O'Loughlin, Airog, Rafili. Round three to Nyland Fenna, Bynastown, Rangers, uh, Airog, Pal, Rafili, O'Loughlin. That's how the whole thing's panning out. I'm actually just going to run through the fixture, Steve, for the weekend for the other grades as well, just because yeah. I'm looking at the clock here and a few other things just to say before we, we finish up. Intermediate this weekend, Kildavan, Donegal, and Ballinabrana, Airog, and Kilbride. Uh, the other group has a double header. This kicks off the championship on Thursday night in Netwatch Cullen Park. You have St. Patrick's and Navon up against each other there. And then after, this is an A40 throwing, which is an interesting one in Dr. Cullen Park, Clomore and Grange. will be in the bed at about half 10 or 11. It's a straight out with Dr. Cullen. Um, yeah, going across to Junior A, this weekend you'll have uh, first nine teams at home, of course. Lachlan Bridge at home to St. Ryland, Fighting Cox at home to O'Hanrahan's, Pal of home advantage against St. Mullins and O'Loughlin of home advantage against Ballin. Junior B, Clomore at home to Ballin-Urbana, Fenna at home to Asker, Calavan 20 at home to Airog, Raffili at home to Bynastown Gales. And the Junior C will be talked about in next week's podcast because it's not kicking off until next week. So, yeah, that's the that's the gist in terms of fixtures. I don't know, it's not a usual thing where I'd ask a, a manager of a club in that competition to have a prediction on the other games. Do you fancy it? Uh, no. No, yeah, that's okay. why that's why you don't ask Kev because no, nobody answers. <laughs> you, want, you, want, you want to do it anyway? <laughs> no, no. As, as yeah. I say, as a, as a manager, I won't. I yeah, won't. fair enough, fair enough. Um, so yeah, look, that's the sure. That's that's probably it from from our, our point of view. Uh, Steve, I'll I'll thank you for for coming on and giving your version of events and and being honest and candid and not shying away from any questions, even ones that came into my mind at the last second, which. Possibly could be uh, interpreted as loaded, but honest, nonetheless, no, 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 no. you know what you're getting from fair. me the whole time. So, um, yeah, that's that's where we're at with it. I suppose, wish you the best of luck with Tin Island. I wish all the clubs the best of luck, you know, stewards, everyone involved, officials that, that make the whole thing happen. Um, you know, we love we love our football. There is one thing, actually, electric picnic weekend with fixtures, I believe. Am I right in saying that? As far as I'm aware, there is, yeah. Now, look, I, I'll be honest with you, and I'm probably an outlier on this one. Like, if you put back, if you take a break for the electric picnic, you've got your county champions are going to be going at the provinces, if I have my calendar correct. 
you're going to have county finals will have to be finished on the day, extra time mm-hmm. penalties. You'll have your winners going into provincial championships the following week. And I'll be honest, if I have my calendar correct, I haven't looked at this. A lot of people are giving out about, oh, well, they're not giving the electric picnic weekend off. I'll be honest with you, you know, if the philosophy were we'll do that to our junior, intermediate and senior champions so we can go on the lash in Strad Valley for a weekend, I would say priorities would be very wrong. Uh, being honest with you, so I, I'm fully supportive of the fact that they're ploughing ahead with the fixtures. I think nearly every club in the county is probably requested to play on the Thursday or Friday. Obviously, they all can't because there's only so many referees and pitches and stewards. Uh, but as far as I'm aware, there were requests. But as far as I'm aware, it is going ahead. But I, 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 I do think it would have been a horrendous footballing decision to what, in my mind, would be extend the county finals to the week before the provincial first round so that lads could go on the lash in the field in Stradbally. That's interesting. That is interesting because Leash obviously have it as a free weekend. Um, and there was a big conversation around it last year with the quarterfinals. I think... Well, of... Leash, you see, are seeded. Because if I'm not mistaken, am I right in saying that the four semi-finalists from the previous year, that county, don't play a preliminary round in Leinster. So they would have... An extra two weeks to play with that. Mm. But say the weekend itself, like I, I get where you're coming at from from a Leinster point of view and the scope to, to move it, then that puts the winners under pressure. But say the weekend as a whole, um, yeah. it, it does cause conversation. It is the big elephant in the room in, in Carlo, actually. One of the big elephants in the room mm. at the moment. Um, the big room. Last last year, like Ballerón, I think, let guys up to it and were narrowly beaten from memory, I think, by Port Arlington. And they might have been the only club that let their players go to it. Now, I believe. Uh, clubs are letting lads go up to it this year. Like, does it? If the fixture is the following week, does it? Does it have that much of a bearing at the end of the day? If you well, work around well, I'll tell you what I said to my lads. I'll tell you straight. And last year, like my lads get a form at the start of the year, um, or before the start of the oh, year. And a lot of questions, and if not, why? One of the things is, uh, are you available to fully commit from? I think last year we said 23 days. I think this year might have been 15 days before championship. Um, there's no if, no, why. And there's a reason for that. Uh, and it was explicitly stated that electric picnic wasn't an option in the middle of championship. I just think everyone does too. And um, if in case you think I came in here to do a, try to do a PR job, uh, I've just come in and told the truth. This wouldn't be, the PR man would be saying, stop, stop, don't don't say that, don't say that. They're, they're going to say you're the dictator that, uh, you know, you're trying to show you're not. I just think everyone puts too much work in. Uh, I was with Rahini when nine lads went to the picnic um, and firstly, you're playing a friendly with half team on that weekend. Three of them came back sick and missed the championship. Two weeks later, they were that sick. Um, and I just think, and as I said to the boys last week, listen, if we end up playing Bagglestown on the Friday, uh, which I think both, well, uh, I think a request is being put in, but uh, along with the rest of the county, I'm not at that stage. If we played the Friday, we're not going to train the weekend anyway because we'll have played Sunday and Friday if that happens. Uh, I'm not at that stage against going to Electric Picnic, but don't be stupid, Do you know what I mean? Like, if I suppose if, if Shane Redmond decides he wants to go to Electric Picnic. Wouldn't you know what I mean? Because he's not going to be out falling around the field at three o'clock in the morning in the rain. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe one or two other lads you might have a concern. So, look, I, 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 I think if you've got championship Saturday or Sunday, it's obviously madness. Um, mm. but it, for me, I would have been haunted by what happened with Rahini, where you know, we lost a double under 21 All Ireland winner, you know, and it's just it was probably 
one player we're playing chemical croaks two weeks later and random close enough against the odds mm. and we're probably just that you know we lost brian howard as well um so you're already without brian howard and then we lost we lost a double under 21 we were missing seven lads anyway it was just one mm. too many i just my personal view is as i say senior football is a lifestyle um mm. i was probably as a player i never people say it's a rite of passage and all this i maybe outside that loop because I never that was never my life I mean I I went backpacking and missed full seasons traveling across the world with a backpack and whatnot but for me once you once I was in I was in as a player I never the notion for me that I'd go to, as a player that I'd go to a, a music festival weekend in the middle of championship just wouldn't have entered my head and wouldn't have bothered me um each to their own I just the risk for young lads that mightn't be that responsible when there's a few when there's a few blue wickets in at one o'clock in the morning and you know so look but i do think i do i do think on the whole uh it was a correct football decision not to postpone the weekend i think it would be a horrendous like if you're let's say it last year was pal can you imagine pal had to had won that championship and are going to play pats the week after just you know i think it would have been a horrendous football decision and i think it was a very good decision um not to not to call it off you know right honest as always i started honest to finish honest steve thanks a million the best luck thank you thanks the left wing backs coverage of the carlo football championships is brought to you in association with talba fitness carlo Connolly's top line bagnestown scats bouncing castles jnj services tullo seamus burn electrical your number one for pitch floodlighting installation milano's takeaway bagnestown pft travel the arboretum garden center railwheel and limited Art Spas and Carlo Electrical Services.